Welcome back, Middle-earth wanderers. Today we'll explore two races that we'll see in the Rings of Power, the Dwarves of Khazad-dûm and the Harfoots. Welcome! In the Lore of the Rings podcast, we wander the world of J.R.R. Tolkien by exploring the foundational epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoyed Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Magavanyan, fellow wanderers. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Casa Doom, or the Mines of Moria, has a long and complicated history in Middle-earth. It is the oldest settlement of dwarves, being founded by Durin I after his awakening. Durin I awoke alone, and he wandered south along the east side of the Misty Mountains. He came upon Clearwater, and looking in, saw his reflection with seven stars forming a crown around his head. He took this for a sign that he should establish there a kingdom, and thus Casa Doom was founded. In the Fellowship, Gimli takes Frodo and Sam aside on the east entrance to Moria to show them the Clear Lake, where Durin first looked in and saw the Crown of Stars. You're likely familiar with the Moria of the Third Age, which is a dark, deserted mine inhabited by orcs, trolls, and Durin's Bane, a Balrog of Morgoth. However, in the Second Age, the setting for the Rings of Power, Khazad-dûm was in its Golden Age, or rather its Mithril Age, as the precious and miraculous metal was found only in Khazad-dûm. Mithril was used as the key ingredient to make the markings on the doors on the west entrance to Khazad-dûm. That is the beautiful image that you'll see in the chapter A Journey in the Dark when the Fellowship is trying to get into Moria. Near the top of that image is a crown surrounded by seven stars, and when Gimli sees this, he excitedly proclaims, There are the emblems of Durin. Durin I also has more than a page-length poem dedicated to him, which Gimli shares with the Fellowship in the chapter A Journey in the Dark. Here is the first stanza. The world was young, the mountains green, 
no stain yet on the moon was seen, no words were laid on stream or stone, when Durin woke and walked alone. He named the nameless hills and dells, he drank from yet untasted wells, he stooped and looked in Miromir, and saw a crown of stars appear, as gems above a silver thread, above the shadow of his head. Why all this emphasis on Durin? Because the dwarves believed that every few generations, when their people were in dire need, Durin would reincarnate as one of their leaders, and would be named Durin with a subsequent number. In Appendix A of Return of the King, you'll find a family line for Thorin Oakenshield, the chief of the dwarves who reclaimed the Lonely Mountain from Smog with the help of Bilbo. At the top is Durin the Deathless, from the First Age, and then a small dash to represent a few thousand years to Durin the Sixth in the Third Age. So somewhere in those eight or nine thousand years were Durin the Second, Third, Fourth, and Fifth. The Rings of Power series has two Durins, the Third and the Fourth. Now, true Tolkien nerds are skeptical of having two concurrent Durins. However, the mightiest of the seven Rings of Power given to the dwarves would be given to Durin the Third by the elf Celebrimbor. In the Second Age, many of the Noldorian elves who remained in Middle-earth settled in the region called Eregion, principal among them being Galadriel and Celeborn. Because the Noldor had learned from the Vala Aule, who had also created the dwarves, there was a friendship between the elves of Eregion and the dwarves of Khazad-dûm. Hence, why not only Durin's emblems were on the doors to Moria, but also, as Legolas exclaims, quote, And there is the tree of the high elves, and Gandalf adds, quote, And the star of the house of Feanor. So Moria represents the closest alliance between elves and dwarves that ever existed in Middle-earth. Alright, let's switch gears now and take a look at the Harfoots. Or Harpeet? Man, we'll be debating that one for a while. We learn a few things about the origins of hobbits in the prologue to the Fellowship of the Ring. Where their original home was, they couldn't say. But it seemed that they originated somewhere in the east and were drawn to wander to the west. Being a variation of mortal men, this draw to migrate west aligns with men's desire to seek the light that they felt was in the west, but whether early hobbits were that sophisticated to say is not known. However, quote, their earliest tales placed the hobbits at some point in the northern areas of the river Anduin, between Mirkwood and the Misty Mountains. Anduin is the same river that the Fellowship would later take boats down. But even before the ancestors of the hobbits crossed the Misty Mountains into the west, they had divided into three primary clans the Fallowhides, the Stores, and the Harfoots. As described, quote, The Harfoots were browner of skin, smaller and shorter, and they were beardless and bootless. Their hands and feet were neat and nimble, and they preferred highlands and hillsides. However, the Hobbits didn't pass into the West until a thousand years into the Third Age. So if Rings of Power takes place in the Second Age, where are the Harfoots? It's possible that we'll see them wandering on the east and south of the Forest of Mirkwood, and north of Mordor which in the Second Age are lands mostly controlled by Sauron, and at the height of his power in that age. So, it fits that as a defensive measure, the Harfoots are camouflaged and live close to nature in their wandering days. So, when did the Harfoots become known as hobbits? It's not known. However, in Appendix F of The Return of the King, I know we're digging deep here, we find this line, quote, The origin of the word hobbit was by most forgotten. It seems, however, to have been, at first, a name given to the Harfoots by the Fallowhides and Stores, and to be a worn-down form of a word preserved more fully in Rohan. Halbitla, or Holebuilder. I hope you enjoyed this quick snapshot of the Dwarves and Harfoots, and I look forward to seeing the Dwarves at the pinnacle of their power, and the Harfoots in their wandering days, in the Rings of Power series.
My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.